What is up, everybody? My name is Jay the Zoomster, uh, host of the Jay the Zoomster podcast. And today I'm doing another interview, this time with Aiden of Blue Couch Productions. Go ahead and say hi. Yeah. Yeet. Um, was it worth it? It was. <laughs> For all you expected and more. Um, I hope so. So, um, Aiden and I have been friends for like three years now, roughly. If not three years, yep. coming on three years. Um, We're pretty close, yeah. actually, I think. And it's been really fun. And I, he was the first person I told that I was going to be doing interviews with, but I did the Parker one first because he was awake at the ungodly hour that I was. <laughs> and so I decided that I would have Aiden on secondly because he was the first person I talked about. And so if you haven't caught the Parker one, I'm basically just going to be asking Aiden about everything he's done with YouTube, why he started, and uh, a bunch of other interesting questions that I'm excited to hear about. So it should be fun. Yeah, should be fun. So starting out, mm-hmm. um, my first question I want to ask is in okay. a brief summary. And this isn't like part of my actual questions, but like in a brief summary, how would you describe your channel? Like two to three sentences, if you can. So this is actually easy mm-hmm. because like I've had to ask this question myself. Like the basic idea is it's like a value proposition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like pitching your channel mm-hmm. and basically what i've been saying in recent videos is blue couch productions is about video games and interesting media okay so it's it's a channel about video game reviews and also just talking about anything that piques my interest all right fair enough good which i know was more than a few sentences but i wanted to explain. yeah yeah it makes sense <laughs> it works yeah. i i enjoy i enjoy that it's a lot more cohesive than something i would have come up with um, you figure it out as you go along. Yeah, yeah, I'm way. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that question is going to be completely different with everyone I ask to. So absolutely. Um, now the first official question. Now that you know what Aiden's channel is all about, and you know pitching it to you all, is a pretty standard and simple one that I'm sure you've answered before a bunch of times. Is um, what made you want to start YouTube? So, Blue Catch Productions is actually my second YouTube channel. The first one, a little little channel by the name of Mr. Mario 952, uh, made at the time, presumably to do like Let's Plays, but not but not good Let's Plays, like Dazzle Capture Card Let's Plays. Uh, it can only really record and composite, and it costs like $80, and it was a pain in the ass. Um, and so when that technically didn't work... I had to move on to doing a bunch of different types of content. But I think what originally got the ball rolling was I liked watching a lot of Let's Play channels and I wanted to do it myself. So came up with a gaming name and <laughs> set off on a channel that ultimately went nowhere. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's about how it was for me, too. And that's how it was for, I'm sure, a lot of people. seems like nobody really started YouTube without, I guess, being a fan of YouTube content or creators, I guess. Like, I'm sure there's some people yeah. out there that started YouTube without having watched YouTube. But, um, I don't know. Most people seem, when you ask them about it, say they have watched YouTube for, like, years before starting it. Um, I was a fan first, mm-hmm. for sure. The The first video I remember watching was the trailer to, to Super Smash Brothers Brawl in 240p <laughs> on IGN's YouTube channel. And then from there, it was a lot of bad memes, animal videos, and angry video game nerd. <laughs> Great content. Great content. Absolutely. Definitely a different time Absolutely. as well. Different era. 
So the next question would be, um, how long have you been doing YouTube or content creation in general, all of that? So the Mr. Mario 952 channel was made for a while before like any actual videos went onto it. Mm -hmm. In terms of like actually putting out content, I'd say probably 2012 is the year that I that I count as the start because that was the first episode of uh of Sploder show mm -hmm. and uh everything kind of built off that. So uh, while I had been making content on the internet for years prior on sites like Animasher and Sploder, YouTube specifically wasn't until 2012 where I started putting content out. So eight eight years roughly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that that's that's when I started too, ironically enough. So I get yep. that. Um, that's really interesting. So the Sploder show, I guess, will be my next question. <laughs> A mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what um. What did that entail? And, like, what, what was that area, like, of your life on the channel? Were you... Because you said you so, didn't do a lot of Let's Plays and you were moving on to different type of content. Right. So when the Let's Play thing didn't work out, uh, the, the basis was to do a lot of, like, review show type stuff where I could record everything on my shitty Acer Aspire laptop mm -hmm. um, and not have to worry about it. The Sploder show got kicked off because I was on the, uh, the website of the same name, Sploder, which is kind of like this game-making site. And uh, I ended up joining the forums and kind of got to know people through there. And I figured I'd go ahead and use my skill in, like, video making and, like, produce a show for it. So uh, the original idea was the Sploder show was hosted by myself. And I would do a little bit of news, a game review, an interview, and then, like, my final thoughts, which is kind of like a, a an ending stand-up bit, I guess, where I'm, like, talking about about something mm -hmm. and uh, the original intent was the show was supposed to be daily but obviously that never that never <laughs> worked out i did about i did about 19 episodes total i believe uh, each of them of, of varying quality a lot of them have not held up well at all no i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure and um yeah. i guess a, a, a semi-follow-up is do you look back at those videos in that time with like um nostalgia or like absolute hatred you wish you'd never done that no, I think it was a good thing that I actually did mm -hmm. it because, like, it, it taught me a lot about, like, editing things together. These was the first time I had to, like, take separate clips and combine them into a video. Yeah. Um, it taught me about fonts, cool text. I used to use cool text <laughs> for all those videos. Uh, it taught me how to, like, get MP3s of, of game music and use it for my intro. It taught me how to, like, actually structure a game review. Yeah. Because I, I did reviews of the Flash games, and so I kind of had to know how to structure it and give it a score and figure out what to critique and everything like that. And it definitely evolved as the show went along. So, like, uh, while the content itself isn't good, it taught me a lot of things that, like, is is pretty much still present to the content I make today. They're not far off, <laughs> Sploder mm -hmm. Show and what I do now. It's just the, the quality is obviously a lot better. For sure. For sure. I just like to ask that question because, um, you know, some people look back on it like you do, and then other people wish they never set foot on YouTube and had never been given a camera. <laughs> So it's kind of a nice. A story. lot of my cringy stuff was done on like a flip camera, like a little, <laughs> and then it stayed on there. Thankfully, it never went. Same, public. same for me. I had this like Vivitar yeah. like flip camera that you could like flip around the thing, and there's there's shit on that that I'm glad never reached the internet. I made uh, music videos with my Nerf guns, and those were <laughs> those were quite epic. Let me tell you. Um, moving on, question numero four, I guess is who's your favorite YouTuber? 
go back and forth on it a lot. Uh, definitely back then was AVGN or Cinemassacre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I still watch those guys on a consistent basis. It's probably the channel I've followed for the longest. Um, nowadays, though, like, if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably still Game Grumps, honestly. I watched them since 2012, since they started, and I've kept up with everything they do. Their live action, their gameplay stuff, their recording stuff. Uh, and they, and they're, they're just inspiring to me. I like watching their content and watching everything spin off from each other. And Yeah, I'd say probably one of those two. I've watched a lot of YouTube, so it's hard to really mm. narrow it down. And I've never really thought about the question honestly. Uh, that could be a whole video, actually. It's just like trying to figure out who my favorite YouTuber is. Yeah. But if you like pulled a gun to my head, it'd probably be one of those two okay. off the top of my head. Okay, fair enough. I like, um, I like AVGN a lot. Game Grumps sometimes is funny to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's hit or miss a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, but. I'm sure. So I guess kind of like a follow-up question to that, like a part two is, and you might not have one, and I would understand if you don't, but is there any YouTuber, like, creator that you just hate? Like, like from... Well, there's a lot of garbage. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of garbage. I mean, like, there's whole genres of shit mm. that I can't stand, right? <laughs> like, um... The, the channel that I probably rag on the most publicly is uh, is Game Theory. Like, that's that's a channel for whatever reason that seems to get brought up a lot, and I, and I end up ragging on them yeah, for you doing just one have, stupid thing or another. You just have, like, shit to say about MatPat every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. And, and weirdly, like, even MatPat's not the worst. Like, there's far worse content. Like, I hate Ninja more than I hate MatPat, right? <laughs> um... But they're very similar in the sense that they're popular, have a huge reach, and yet despite that, their personality and their content I can't stand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Okay. That was a surprising answer. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't have least favorites. It's just yeah, MatPat's the one know. that gets clowned on the <laughs> most. <laughs> Next up, this is gonna be a pretty epic one, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts oh. on this. Uh, what is okay. your greatest accomplishment on YouTube? The thing you're most on proud of YouTube. that you've made on YouTube. Video, series, channel, anything. Uh, well, the cop-out answer would be would just be Blue Couch Productions in general. Yeah. That surprised me. Uh, because, like, I've been doing it for three years, and it was kind of a last attempt. A last-ditch effort, if you will. If Blue Couch Productions didn't go anywhere, I wouldn't be doing this at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, while 300 subs isn't a lot, I basically grew this community in Discord and really learned a lot of what I have through that. And so, like, it's kind of surprising that a channel whose first video was Expert Reviews, <laughs> which is filmed out of my garage, is to the point now where, like, I'm producing things like 30 for 30 and back to the video games. So that's, like, the cop-out answer. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking... If I'm thinking, like, just a video or a series, probably back to the video games, honestly. That was kind of a pivotal point in the channel. Um, and while not all of those episodes are amazing, there are a few, like the, the Star Fox one, that I just really, even now, can go back and watch mm -hmm. and be like, wow, I still like the Star Fox Zero episode. I still like the Mario Kart and F-Zero one. Yeah, yeah. It's very day. Yeah, I, really, and, uh, I really like that F-Zero one. That's my favorite video you've done, so... Just yeah, they, I guess I guess those. Yeah, those that series for sure. Okay. Um, 
kind of again a follow-up what would be your favorite video that you've done whether it's of all time or just in the past like months in 2020 or so it's weird because i'm always like my most recent video is typically the best thing i've made yeah yeah. (laughs) so like uh most recently it has been that harry potter video (laughs) like I love that opening so much and it came so well together in the edit. It's great. And the rest of the video flows so naturally that I'm just like, yes, this, uh, some days it's that star Fox zero video again. Mm. Like it, it comes to the back of my head a lot and I, and I really do enjoy it. Um, other days it's, it's those, uh, it's the YouTube rewind 2019 video with my dad (laughs) because he had never done it before. And it was fun clowning on it once again. And I really like his like performance, I guess, to it. Yeah. He was trying to be like a, a YouTuber, I guess, and it was it was really charming and really fun. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, I flip flop a lot back and forth between like what I'm currently working on and and videos that I go back and and watch. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What do, what do people what do people answer to this usually? Do they have an answer? Or um, do well, they kind of hop around? It's kind of been some hopping around. I think most of the time. Yeah. Uh, even when I've asked outside of interviews, it generally seems to be, well, it's either the thing they just made or like their most popular video rather than like yeah. any rather than like a video with three views that underperformed. They're like, I love that video. <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny part, because the videos that have done well are not my favorites. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. The Kitty Bobo video is OK. <laughs> it's my most viewed video by far, but it's not my favorite. I thought it was kind of pretty poorly put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same for the MCU one as well. Like that's yeah, one that, that video is done very lot. well. But it's not one I look back on and be like, "Wow, this is the pinnacle of everything I've worked toward." It's yeah, me in front of a a webcam ranting about the MCU with cheeses. I guess that's <laughs> like, the unfortunate thing is generally the videos you're most proud of aren't the ones that get the most buzz. No, yeah, not at all. Sometimes it works out where you get both and both, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time it doesn't. Or you could be like me and get a trailer breakdown for supernatural that <laughs> makes seven thousand views for no reason or zach with the with the mavis with the mavis like, teaches typing video or actually i have a roblox tutorial of how to make like a welcome gui for your for your like for your roblox game that got like nine thousand mm-hmm. views and had how like, two videos kill it it's like they kill it man. it just it was it they just never die off. i had like they continue to grow I had, like, shitty skillet music in the background, and I typed on a notepad. It was the worst thing I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Which transitions nicely into the next question. What's the worst video you've ever made, Aiden? It's one that you wish you never would have created. Uh, I actually have an answer for this one, thankfully. And I'm glad, because I don't have to cop out on this one. Uh, The video has only been public for maybe a matter of ten minutes. Uh, It was that short-lived. But basically, back in the midnight vlog days, uh, I did a midnight vlog about free speech. <laughs> oh, no. And, and the premise of the video was that I was tired of people saying dumb shit about their political opinions. And the basic idea of the video was, if you're just going to say stupid, harmful shit, free speech should not be a given right. Oh. That was it. That was the video. <laughs> um but needless to say, upon release, it was only up for about 10 to 20 minutes. It got shat on so hard 
that it's the only time I've uh, publicly withdrawn a video and deleted it oh, immediately. Oh no! And uh, to this day, has not who shit come on back it? in any shape or form. I, I put it on the uh, I put it on the Sploder forums because I used to share my videos oh. on there. Oh, and there was just a whole thread, like <laughs> getting rid of it. I don't think Patient liked it either. She saw it as well, and mm. she she'll tell you it's not a very good video. The thumbnail's awful too. Oh, yeah, the thumbnail sure. sucked. That's such an insane video. I didn't expect political Aiden to come out. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. That that should have been the first sign. <laughs> that should have been the first sign. Damn. Yeah. Not proud of that one. Not proud of that one. Oh, that's such a that's such a bizarre video to have. It wasn't even that long ago. Midnight Vlogs isn't that old. No, right? not at all. Not at all. So like the earliest it could have been was 2017, 2016. But like before maybe before I knew you all, or maybe around when I got it, to know It might have been around that time. But even then I can't imagine yeah. Aiden popping out political Aiden. Yeah. Well, Midnight Vlogs was like, I get to talk about anything at the stroke of midnight. That was the premise of the show, and that yeah. meant literally anything. Yeah. Uh, I can something should have been kept. Corroded batteries <laughs> at midnight if I wanted to. Yeah. So it wouldn't do well. Kinda shifting away from YouTube, talking about other creative ventures. What are your mm -hmm. current creative ventures that you have? Um, and what is your favorite of them outside of YouTube? No videos or anything. So like everything other than that. Okay. So would podcasts count in this? Podcasts in this would count. Yeah. Okay. So I do three podcasts. Uh, Aiden on Anchor is my personal podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of similar to Midnight Vlogs where I just sort of yeah. talk about anything I want, including films or my mental health or whatever. Um, I also have one called Another YouTube Podcast, me and Zach started since 26 uh not 2016 2017 we basically talk about our youtube journey and experience and dive deep into some big topics and then most recently uh game club for lines honor gaming which is kind of a casual 30 minute podcast kind of discussion style where we just sort of hang back and talk about any sort of game um but podcasts are insanely fun to do for me because like a lot of the a lot of the issue I have with videos is that I talk too much and I have to cut a lot of it down, you know. Mm -hmm. So not everything gets to be public. Whereas with podcasts, it actually helps if you're able to talk to yourself for long periods of time. <laughs> so I'm just able to like have a ton of fun recording Aiden on Anchor and uh, the amount of social energy I get from like YouTube podcast and Game Club is insane. Like I'll be tired mm -hmm. before recording one of those, and by the end I'm rejuvenated because there's so much fun to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And then outside of podcasts, uh, I do comedy music for fun. It's not really like a project so much yeah. as it's just I want to fuck around and like record something on top of a beat. Uh, but that's been insanely fun to like explore that musical side of me and like really like try a lot of crazy shit out. Um, and then a lot of the other I think the rest of the, the stuff I do is all youtube related stuff um i don't do a whole lot of lo whole lot of writing anything yeah I, the, the farthest i go is twitter rants and, and that's <laughs> about it but i don't i don't describe twitter as content yeah. so yeah if i'm if i'm picking something that's not youtube related it'd probably be podcasting i could i could be a, a podcaster in a different life okay. or or no, I thought about Twitch streams, but no, I'd still pick podcasting over over that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
So I guess now that that covers all of that, moving back over to YouTube, um, I'm curious, and I've been wanting to ask this question from the start. Um, your new show, Thirty for Thirty. Mm-hmm. By the way, everyone yeah. check it out. There's bound to be several episodes out by the time this goes out. But hopefully, if I actually yeah, hopefully. stick to it. <laughs> what? What was the driving force behind this, and where did the title come from? What made you decide to do this type of series? Just all of that, kind of like mm-hmm. a behind the scenes exclusive for my. So, podcast. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and, and a world premiere, if you will, of information. Um, thirty for thirty was one of those ideas I had in the shower, where a lot of the time, where like I don't feel like creative enough, or I feel like I'm low energy, I'll just like hop in the shower, and then in in the meantime, when I'm not thinking about anything, an idea will come to me, and thirty for thirty was one of those ideas where I was like yo, wouldn't it be cool to do like 30 reviews in in 30 days or whatever? Because for the month of April, I'd been questioning a lot about like the type of content I make and I was feeling like very safe in what I was doing a lot of the time. And so I really wanted like something new to challenge me and to like really up my game, I guess. And so I was trying to think of ways I could do that. And then when I was in the shower, I got that 30 for 30 idea. Uh, The name actually has nothing to do with YouTube at all. Uh, 30 for 30 is actually a, a sports documentary on ESPN. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's a bunch of short, like, sports stories, uh, basically. And they, and they premiere on ESPN, and they kind of, like, detail a, a specific person or, or a team or whatever. Uh, but I like the name so much, and it fit. 30 reviews in 30 days. Yeah, yeah. And nobody was seeming to do it on YouTube specifically. So I felt pretty safe with uh, with doing it. But I, I had the idea for maybe like two days before the first episode premiered. And pretty much May the 2nd was when I got up and actually started filming it. And then got that, that Altered Beast video out. And ever since then, it's just been trying to, to keep up with the idea and the concept. I think it has a lot of potential, personally. And it'd be really cool to see if I can actually get to the end and provide like... 30 actually relatively good reviews in a, in a short amount of time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the follow-up is, does it have any relation to Wendy's 4 for 4s? Or is that kind of like oh, a separate thing? I wish. <laughs> I wish. You, you, could, you could say that's the case, and I, and I wouldn't correct you, mm-hmm. because the Wendy's 4 for 4 slaps. You get nuggies, you get a little burger, a little drink, and the Wendy's fries, which granted aren't amazing, but they're not awful either. I might, I might have uh, a four for four when I watch a thirty for thirty episode. So that could be cool. Because that's the thing; they're so short, you could probably finish it yeah, in the yeah, time it would done. take to watch the video, and you're in and out, and you're done. It's like, so it's almost ooh, a match made in heaven. There you go. It's be great. It's a, a match made in heaven for sure. So I guess a follow up question to the explanation for thirty for thirty is: Is that all the content you're going to be making? in the month of may or are you going to have other videos alongside it because i understand that daily uploads of like consistent quality is going to be tough so i'm interested in like for for blue catch productions in may is that all we can expect is 30 for 30 or will there be other separate videos so like i have a list of all the things i want to do in may right um, and I made the list before 30 for 30 was a thing. <laughs> so like on the list, it's like, you know, record some more aid on anchors, try to get out to back to the video games. Like 
you know, mm-hmm. port some stuff over to LHG. And then 30 for 30 came along and took up basically my past two days at all my free time. Um, so if something does happen in between uh, the 30 for 30 episodes, then that means I'm so far ahead and I'm in a miracle state that I somehow have time to record something else. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the smaller things I will still probably get to. Doing a full-fledged Blue Catch Productions video on top of 30 for 30 is going to be next to impossible. But, uh, like, you know, if I get far ahead enough, maybe, but I'm not promising yeah. anything. I think that would be I think that would be fine, mostly because this is such an insane project to take hold of, that even if it's you yeah. only get these videos for the month, if you're not interested in it, then you can come back the next month and we'll be back to, to business. So I think it's a very interesting Regular thing. scheduled stuff. Yeah, and I'm very interested to see where that goes. So I guess moving out of YouTube again and more into, I guess, kind of like the man behind Blue Couch Productions, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say has been the hardest thing to like come across or like get over in regards to making content, any type of creative content? Whether it be YouTube, the podcast, uh, or comedy music. Um, there's a lot of challenges, I think, that goes into it. A lot of it has to do with, like, self-confidence. So, like, because YouTube is all that I do, and it's my creative avenue, and even somewhat of a quote-unquote career, mm-hmm. I place a lot of my own self-worth in whether or not the videos themselves do well. And if I'm growing and if I'm improving and if I'm seeing tangible results, uh, unfortunately, that's an awful idea because YouTube is so sporadic a lot of the time that anytime a video does poorly or if I fail something and um, my expectations aren't met and my standards aren't met, uh, that can kill any creative energy I have for like a week or so. Um, Part of what came from making 30 for 30 was just the idea to like get back to to doing something fun and new and interesting again without all the the strings attached to it because I felt like I had been doing too much in general. Um, a lot of the time I feel like overworked. I feel pressured a lot to not only consistently grow Blue Catch Productions, but also on top of that to get LHG running and off the ground, resuscitate it like every five or so months, back from the dead, continuing to do podcasts, continuing to do Twitch streams, trying to schedule with everybody for podcast stuff and everything in between. And, um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm just overthinking. I'm overthinking everything. I'm constantly questioning every decision I make and whether or not I've made a huge mistake every day. Every day is like, oh, is this a bad idea? Is this a fuck up? Is this the right move at the right time? Um, And and I think those all kind of tie in together. So it's a self-confidence thing. It's an overthinking thing. And then it's it's a lot of uh, stress and, and overworking. I'd say those three things in conjunction with each other can create moods and, and moments where maybe for a month I don't do anything of actual creativity just because I feel so so wasted. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. And I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, who do this type of thing can absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah. And out of the, uh, the, the, uh, the deeper part of this interview, um, what would you say if you had to pick a video game Right, that you absolutely want to talk about on Blue Couch Productions, 
whether it be for 30 mm-hmm. for 30 or back to the video games, what video game would that be? Like, do you have one that you absolutely want to make a video on at some point? Well, I know one of the games that I've been meaning to talk about is planned for 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't spoil it just because it's later in the in the lineup. And so that's one of them that I really wanted to talk about. For sure. Uh, one of the big ones, obviously, is just reviewing a lot of the Pokemon games. Those are games that I have so much nostalgia attached to, games I've played for hundreds of hours, and yet they're really outside of the Sword and Shield review are no actual reviews on Blue Catch Productions. Mm-hmm. I just sort of talk about the games, but I never actually like review them. So like, I would love to review uh, Pokemon Emerald, which is my favorite of the bunch, but in order to do that, I'd have to also review like Generation 1 and 2 and 3. And then at that point, you know, doing four, five, six, and seven, and back to back, and those are long ass RPGs. And I don't even know if I how long a script would have to be for me to get all my thoughts out on those games, and how long of a process that would be to actually like make the video. Um, so those games for sure, and then uh, Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey is another one, probably the last one I can think of where it's like. I've wanted to make a review on that game since it came out, but for one reason or another, uh, and now due to me not even owning the game anymore, uh, I've just mainly talked about it in streams and in Let's Plays, but uh, man, there was a time where all I wanted to review was Mario Odyssey, and I still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Those are exciting concepts. I'd love to hear you talk about Odyssey and the other Pokemon games, especially as someone who isn't a mm-hmm. Pokemon fan per se. I, I loved your right. Sword and Shield video, despite having no clue what the hell you were talking about most of the time. Uh, I really <laughs> did enjoy that video. And to kind of wrap everything up with a final question, this might be a loaded one that you might not be able to answer, but I'd just like to ask this one. Um, what is the future of your channel and the future of Blue Couch Productions? Even if it's just the next month or the next year or next 10 years, where do you want this to go? I question that every day (laughs) and the answer changes almost every day. Uh, I know at least on the month, the month of May, I would like to get 30 for 30 done. The plan is May 2nd to May 31st, 30 videos, one a day. That right now is the big goal because I know if I can do that and I can finish the challenge, then potentially other things could open up. Uh, and really like spark off a a lot of what I like would want to do outside of that Um, but like I don't know like obviously I'd love Blue Catch Productions to get bigger I'd love for there to be an audience but I think above all else my my main driving goal is just to improve Uh, whether through minor details or big overarching things like as long as I'm still learning something and improving video to video uh, I feel mostly okay with whatever the results end up being because I like the community I already have. Uh, I don't really have technical issues like I used to back in the day. That was my big thing. Mm-hmm. It was like the, my shitty Acer Aspire laptop and garbage Blue Yeti mic were not quality enough. And uh, I, I wanted quality and now I got it. Um, but now it's just a matter of like growing at my own pace. And, you know, eventually, hopefully, it'd be nice to actually be able to do it full time because it is what I love doing. And it's clearly the only thing I'm good at. So like, (laughs) you know, it'd be nice if I could actually, um, if not pay the bills through blue catch productions, then in some form or fashion doing content creation full time, because I've never had an allegiance to YouTube. 
I don't really even have an allegiance to Blue Couch Productions. As long as I'm able to do creative work as my passion and as my job, that's that's what's important. And whether that leads to a film or animation or music or podcasting or whatever, whatever form it takes, I'm fine. But I'd like it for it to, for it to be able to self-sustain itself and I'd like for me to be able to to grow. But those are kind of the the long-term the long-term things for sure. All right. In the year, I want to get past 400 subs. I'm tired of being in. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd love to do that myself. Yeah. But um, yeah. that, was, that was great. I'm excited for the future of the channel. Thanks. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. This was Aiden of Blue Couch Productions. Uh, you can find yeah. him at Blue Couch Productions. YouTube.com slash. Um, I'm sure. That you'll... You can search it up, too. It should be there. Yeah. Fine. One word or two words display comes up just fine um sure yeah there's not there's other jay is linked to (laughs) other channels called blue couch productions but you should be able to tell the difference yeah yeah it's a blue couch between them versus uh i think a wedding photo in the the other one so it's you know you could subscribe to both of them but like the one that i'm talking to (laughs) is the the blue couch logo so yeah yes there you go um yeah, go ahead and subscribe. Sure. This was fun. You can find some content of his that you enjoy. He makes a pretty versatile stack. And yeah. his Discord is popping off. You can always Ooh. join that if he if he lets you. I don't know. He might be picky. Yeah. I might be picky. It's not like <laughs> I have a, a publicly available link that you can click on at any point. And the Discord's actually a good place because from there you can like get involved in any of the other projects Absolutely. I do, whether it's the podcast or the Let's Play channel. It's a nice like nice that. hub for everything he makes, and that's really cool. And I, I think it's really awesome to see that. So uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. No problem. Again, I had a blast. This is really fun. I don't usually get to be on this side of the of the of the podcast experience. Yeah, I'm usually yeah. the homie doing the interview. Yeah, so it was really it was it wasn't fun. I've Dude, it's I've barely interviewed anyone, so this is this is fun actually. It's really, scary. Yeah, it's really like worrying when you get into a call with somebody saying you're gonna interview them, and then the, you're like, oh fuck, what if I screw up the interview? But no, I had a great time. Right. You did well. You did really well for your second whole first yeah. interview. So it was cool. One bad. Again, you can check him out at Blue Catch Productions. You can find me at YouTube.com/slash/JayTheZoomster if this is your first time here, and you can also find me on Twitter. So that's cool. I post memes sometimes. Other times I just <laughs> I just post nothing. One day I just posted something like I'm about to go hog wild this month and I put out no videos. So I did not in fact go hog wild. So <laughs> it's a lot of that kind of shit on there. But yeah. I love that tweet so much. Yeah, it's like I'm just going to just vibe out. So again, thank you all. And I hope you all have a great night or day, whatever time of day it is for you. And I'll see you all in my next episode of the podcast. Bye-bye. Peace.